everyone welcome to episode number 71 of the sleep whisperer podcast i'm your host deepa functional nutritionist author and yogini dr eric zelinski is the author of the national best seller the healing power of essential oils and the essential oils apothecary Dr. Z has pioneered natural living and biblical health education since 2003, trained as an aromatherapist, public health researcher and chiropractor. Dr. Z started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with his beautiful wife Sabrina to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. Now visited by more than 3 million natural health seekers every year, naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for non-branded essential oils education. In 2018, Dr. Z wrote what now has become the number one most sold aromatherapy book in the world what's changed in the past 3 years that has motivated him to write the essential oils apothecary the uniqueness of dr z is that he brings to the table a highly practical way to apply aromatherapy usage with the utmost caution for this potent plant based medicine I was thrilled to speak with him and go into the nuances and unique areas of aromatherapy including aphrodisiac essential oils, sacred ancestral rituals, using CBD in combination with essential oils and much more. And stay tuned for a future episode with Dr. Z's lovely wife Sabrina also known as Mama Z. I hope you're listening to the guided meditation. Don't miss the moon and ocean meditation on episode 70. Your mind is like water which needs to flow unendingly. Any stagnation can accumulate scars and emotion which drag you down. With this meditation, you'll be able to understand and assimilate all the nuances of your mind and flow like the ocean. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Deepa. Join me and my many expert guests and medical professionals from the cutting-edge science of functional medicine of the West and ancient wisdom of the East. Learn all about how to discover your root causes of poor sleep and understand the proper tools and techniques to end your confusion and begin getting a good night's sleep. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey with the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Dr. Z, is that what I call you? I forgot to check with you about that. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast and it's a pleasure to have you. I know you've got a new book uh, and I'm excited to get my hands on it as well. And you are the master of talking about practical tools when it comes to actually using aromatherapy because I do notice a lot of confusion about this. Sometimes it's used the wrong way and possibly that can be dangerous as well um so i'd love for you to break that down but before we get started into 
jumping into those areas, let me just ask you a little bit about what brought you into this space, because I think you've been there for quite some time and really focused so much on it. And your book, which you wrote three years ago, I think is the number one sold book today. Uh, but then you've written another book now. So first of all, what's changed in these last three years that you've decided to write this new book? Uh, and what got you into aromatherapy? Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor. And I know that you've interviewed some of my colleagues and, and very close friends in the aromatherapy space. So I, I definitely hope to bring something new and fresh. And, and ultimately, what I do, which is a little unique versus what other people do, or two things primarily is that I'm not branded. I, I am an independent researcher, not tied to any particular mm. company. So there is this financial unbiasedness that I bring to every discussion. And as a public health researcher, we learn that. I mean, at the very first year of public health school is that you, you, we need independent researchers who are not tied to industry to provide a unique perspective. Again, it's, it's subconscious bias. And so that's one thing is I won't even recommend a brand. That's just my commitment to this brand neutral education. And I've realized the need for that because there's virtually no one on the planet that does it. Everyone, everyone that speaks about aromatherapy or teaches either belongs to a multi-level marketing company, they have their own private label, or they're simply linking out to Amazon to their favorite supplier. Nothing wrong with that. Bless their heart. Nothing wrong with making some money to provide for your family. But I make my money by selling books and courses and education that is applicable to everybody. And that is very unique because one company has its own different set of oils. And so they have essentially a set of teaching and another company might quite frankly have a different set of teaching or a conflicting set of teaching. And so what I try to do is as a researcher is speak to everyone around the world. And we're very blessed to have my first book in 10 different languages around the world. And my new book, The Essential Oils Apothecary, is already in three different languages even before it publishes, which is wonderful to say. And what got me involved in this, quite frankly, was because I was a medical writer at the time, seven and a half, eight years ago, one of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on essential oils. Mm -hmm. And so it was my job to look at the therapeutic efficacy of how these volatile organic compounds and the individual components, because when you look at the essential oil, again, if you're looking at a video or if you're just listening, I'm showing a video, I'm showing a bottle here. The bottle is filled with essential oils. You're looking at 200 to maybe up to 300, depending on the oil two to 300 plant-based chemicals in here, like limine, limonene, pinene, certain sesquiterpenes. We're looking at a variety of different chemicals that we see in plants. And when they are combined together and extracted from nature, they produce true medicine. And I was shocked. I was literally shocked at the research talking about the therapeutic efficacy of using essential oils to balance blood sugar, blood pressure, reduce inflammation, help with sleep, insomnia, stop panic attacks, increase dopamine, you name it. Essential oils can do it. Why? Because it's plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And I want to be careful on one thing. There's a slogan out there in the network marketing world. It's kind of fun. It's cute. There are mugs, there's t-shirts, there's hats that say there's an oil for that. Well, 
I don't want to fall into the model that there is a pill for an ill. I don't want to say there's an essential oil for every illness out there. What I'm proposing is that, and this is proven, literally every drug on the market today, every pharmaceutical has its basis for the chemical structure that we see in nature. It's not like, and this is why I get so interested in this, it's not like a chemist or a pharmaceutical company R&D specialist wakes up in the morning or has a dream and says, oh, let's combine these carbons and these nitrogens in such a way where it produces a pain relieving pill. No, what happens is similar to what happened with willow. Since the beginning of human civilization, our ancestors have used willow bark for its analgesic pain relieving properties. Mm. They've created salves and pulses as well. There's a chemical in willow. It's in the salicylate family, methyl salicylate. Well, if you extract that, synthetically manufacture it, put a white shiny coating on it, it's called aspirin. Mm. That's the basis for aspirin. That's the basis for your antibiotic. That's the basis for your antifungal. That's the basis for your chemotherapy is the, the, the natural compounds that we see in nature and then science extracts it, mass produces it synthetically and creates a pill out of it. So what I'm sharing with you is true plant-based medicine at its core. And so whether someone's trying to sleep better at night, instead of maybe going to melatonin or some over-the-counter sleep aid that might have some side effects, why not try something that we do know will put someone in that parasympathetic rest and digest state? Why not, instead of going to a Xanax, or maybe some sort of whatever it might be, um, antidepressive or whatever drug that someone wants to go on, why not consider going to what we see in nature first? And we see orange oil, lemon, grapefruit, neroli, rich in a chemical known as limonene, have an effect on, on, on dopamine and serotonin. And it's literally like taking a drug. And some trials have actually equated the therapeutic efficacy of essential oils are equal to the therapeutic efficacy of pharmaceuticals. Mm. And so it's about using them the right way. And dare I say, convert your health into a holistic lifestyle where these are just one part of your toolkit. I love it. And what I loved most was that you spoke about you being in the space of non-bias because that's my problem with a lot of practitioners. And that's not, I'm not just talking about aroma usage, but even about recommending supplementation. It's just as if articles are written only to fuel the sales of specific supplements. And that does change what are you learning about those uh, nutrients that your body needs? It's all about just pushing those sales. I'm re I really want to appreciate that for a moment. And I must ask you this before we go into sleep, actually, because in the world of aroma, passionate people, I've seen two different types. And one is that they believe, as you mentioned a little before, there's an X for Y for everything in aroma oils, and they don't even look at anything else. I want, and then I want to ask you on in the context of that, is aroma usage an adjunct and complementary? And I don't mean that it doesn't have um, excellent 
results on its own. What I want you to clarify for us is whether someone can get away with eating the most inflammatory diet and having the worst habits and still believe that everything can be fixed by aroma usage. Mm, that last question. I have a saying I've said hundreds of times at this point. If you are living the fast food lifestyle. And by the way, it used to be the sad diet, the standard mm. American diet, but you know what? It's the said diet. It's the standard earth diet now. Yes. You know what it's like being overseas. You know what it's like living where you live. I've been overseas. Everyone's eating fast food now. Yeah. Everyone is living this processed food. Of course you have indigenous cultures. So if you're going to be on the said diet, the standard earth diet, if you're going to be on the fast food lifestyle, and use essential oils, that's like taking one step forward, but three steps back. Mm -hmm. You have to look at your life holistically. That's why in my sleep and insomnia chapter, I have a list of things and it's called easy lifestyle habits for overcoming insomnia. And I talk about sticking to a regular sleep cycle, start your day off right, take a nap if you need it, limit your fluid intakes at night, end with some herbal tea, avoid a late night eating, avoid late night technology, have a tranquil sleep environment, get a comfortable bed. Like you need to do these things before you douse yourself with lavender. Because ultimately, like you mentioned, a pill for an ill and oil for that. Your body, I believe, has been gifted by God with a remarkable ability to heal itself under the right conditions, which includes mind, body, soul, and spirit. And that is where I really love what I call this essential oil lifestyle, because quite frankly, I don't use essential oils because I have to. I use essential oils because I want to. And mm -hmm. let me clarify. And a complaint that I have and a criticism, and it's a valid criticism against the functional medicine industry, is that functional medicine practitioners are prescribing supplements just like their medical doctor counterparts are prescribing drugs. So they're saying, well, you have high blood pressure, you have high blood sugar, this is the supplement you need to take forever. What's the difference? You're a slave to a supplement like you're a slave to a drug. I don't want you to be a slave, absolutely slave, meaning you have to do this or you will die. You are, you're reliant upon, you are dependent upon. We shouldn't be dependent upon anything. Our diet, our movement, intentional exercise, our relationships, our mind, body, spiritual practices, our meditation, our healing, our detox lifestyle, meaning we limit the toxic overload and we use natural products whenever we can. Our body should be functioning well. You shouldn't need, you shouldn't need Roman chamomile or vetiver or, or lavender to sleep at night. But if you're in a tight spot, I'd much rather you do that than mm. go to a pharmaceutical or nothing. And here's the other thing too. What if someone's suicidal right now? And I will say, this is a, the true epidemic pandemic that's happening around the globe. Mental health concerns, mental illness, burnout, overwhelm, suicide ideation. If someone is at a point where they're considering taking their life, yes, take a Xanax. Yes, take an antidepressive. Yes, do whatever you got to do to stay alive. But don't be stuck on that drug for the rest of your life because we know what it's going to do. It's going to annihilate your liver, your kidney health. It's going to cause chronic inflammation, be linked now to cancer and Alzheimer's and dementia and all these other chronic diseases that I talk about in my book. I, I want to help people get through the crisis 
with the mindset that you will be free. So going back to what I shared, I use essential oils because I want to. Like I, you could, you know, if you're watching this interview, you see my little beautiful diffuser behind me. That's lime oil, one of my favorite smells, rich in limonene, boost immune function, boost dopamine. Lime actually has been shown clinically to stimulate lipolysis, which is breakdown of fat. So here I am love this aroma, makes me feel good, stimulates fat burning, stimulates good mental mood and motion, but I don't need to. Like I do it to enhance my life. I put essential oils in my body care because I don't want those toxic chemicals because I know what they do to my skin. And we could talk about leaky skin. We could talk about the systemic effect of inflammation of how body care affects the body. We could even look at what we're inhaling in the air from off-gassing. We live in such an unnatural environment across the globe. We're now, ever since the COVID crisis, we're spending 95 to 99% of our times indoors. Now, I'm a Christian. I believe in the biblical perspective that we are made from the dust of the ground. Maybe let's say you believe in evolution. Well, your evolution theory mandates that we lived outside for most of our, for millions of years. We were designed by God or evolved, whatever your philosophy is, outside. Our nature is to be outside in nature. And the last thing we need to do is to be stuck in this wooden box with God knows what chemicals around us. You know, the air in your home is a thousand times more polluted than the air outside. We need to fix that. You need an air purifier. You need to stop with the aerosols and the synthetic fragrances because these are the neuroendocrine disruptors that are affecting your ability to sleep, affecting your ability to have sex, affecting your ability to conceive, affecting your ability to properly digest your food. One solution is to be outside more. Well, if you have a job like mine, I'm working right now. I can't be outside all the time. So I bring outside in. That's why I like to diffuse mm. tree oils. That's why I like to have nature photography. That's why I like to listen to sounds of nature. It's why when I have a meeting on Zoom, I'm outside with my shoes off, earthing in the grass. I'm trying. My, my body, my soul, my spirit craves outside because that's where I believe I was designed from or I was evolved from. And you go to this place. And you see what at the core of all, what is at the inner, what's the epicenter of all of this? What makes being outside so invigorating? What do we really truly enjoy? And I keep on going back to smell. I keep on going back to the healing antioxidant rich volatile organic compounds that are in our foods. Those are the essential oils. And it dawned on me, we need to have more of this essential oil lifestyle because it's just not about what's in the bottle. It's about what's in the plant. And we know the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. It's just about tapping into that and using it the right way. Beautiful. And I must share that I actually live in the middle of the forest and there's nothing around me. So when you spoke about earthing, it all resonated. I can't imagine living in a apartment or in a community filled with buildings all around. Um, but I must also add before I ask you about sleep is that one of the biggest sleep toxins is uh, you could be doing everything right. I know people who have who have diffusers and they've got aroma oils all the time and then they're 
constantly scrolling social media every 10 minutes right in the middle of the night sometimes it's uh, the middle of the night in us and a friend is texting me and when i ask her what are you doing at this hour she said i didn't get sleep so i was just scrolling social media there are people who actually do that as a pastime and there's nothing as toxic to sleep as that so you could be doing all that you want with the best usage of aroma oils and it's probably not going to help you but on that note i would like to jump into sleep um and you did of course point out that your chapter on sleep has so many other aspects to sleep as well but i would like us to stay with aroma oil and especially because anxiety is such a big reason for why people don't sleep being in a sympathetic dominant state so um, let's hear your wisdom about sleep and what is the science say about aroma usage and how can we actually use aroma oils to support better sleep let me suggest creating a sacred sleep routine that hopefully you can do every night if not once a week at least try your best imagine creating a spa like environment where you get and i'll give you a recipe this is straight from my book we call this our restful evening detox bath i don't know nothing else that can really put me in that just relaxing, calming state and listening to some soothing music, having some non-toxic candles or just beautiful orange light, not the blue light. We don't want that at night, right? That's the problem with a lot of technology and TV. Imagine a beautiful aroma being emitted from a diffuser, but having a bath where you're just relaxing and giving yourself 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes to have some me time, self-love, self-care. So what we do is we take three drops of lavender essential oil, two drops of Roman chamomile, two drops of ylang lang, one drop of lemon. And you mix that together with one tablespoon of jojoba oil. Take one cup of plain unscented Epsom salts and one quarter cup of unfiltered raw apple cider vinegar. And you mix all those ingredients together, put them in a plastic or put them in a bowl. And then you draw your bath and, and you use that mixture to dissolve into the bath. Mm -hmm. And you make the bath water as hot as possible. The apple cider vinegar is wonderfully exfoliating. We use the jojoba oil to help dilute the essential oils. Oils and water don't mix. So you don't want oils suspended, undiluted, because that could burn, especially your, your under, you know, your, 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 your undergarments there and your under. Right. You want to be careful. I mean, women don't think of it, especially you sit down and now you're, you're burning, you know, your, your genitalia, yeah. you don't want to do that. And so you have it diluted. Epsom salts is extremely relaxing and you just allow yourself to soak, allow yourself to be for a minute, enjoy the experience and give yourself that sacred rest that you need to decompress and do a number of different things. But what these oils do there's a reason we have this specific blend is Ylang Lang is a known anxiolytic. It's a known anti-anxiety essential oil, has wonderful properties. You know, you find Ylang Lang in a lot of um, not aphrodisiac blends per se, but love blends, they call mm. it. And I want to clarify that Ylang Lang isn't a known aphrodisiac. Roses, jasmine is, other oils are. 
But what elanglang does, research has shown that elanglang actually helps reduce the anxiety associated with having sex. And why would someone be anxious? Well, erectile dysfunction, performance issues, trauma, abuse, women, maybe menopause, vaginal dryness, low estrogen, you name it. There are a million reasons why someone would be anxious about having sex. Elanglang can help reduce that anxiety. And it's a wonderful aroma. And so it blends really well with jasmine and rose and other florals like lavender. And, and, and it's a wonderful, again, between the sheets, sensual blend. Lemon is fantastic for detoxification. It is extremely rich in antioxidants, again, rich in limonene, which is a known anti-inflammatory and Roman chamomile and lavender, both chamomile and lavender are the quintessence of parasympathetic stimulating rest and digest calming oils. And so when you mix these together, it's, it's an intoxicating smell, but what it does is now you're getting the essential oils and they start to permeate through your skin. And these essential oils are transdermal. And let me stress the importance of the three ways that we could use oils. We inhale them, which automatically affects the limbic system of our brain through olfaction, through the sense of smell. And the limbic system is where our mood, our memory and emotions lie, our autonomic function, is monitored like heart rate and breathing rate all through the sense of smell and also essential oils can be applied topically they're transdermal they penetrate into your bloodstream within minutes so those chemicals that are in the essential oils then get circulated throughout your body for a, a, a true systemic effect we also in the in the guise of sleep we have what we call a sleepy time um a sleepy time tea where we show people how to use raw honey chamomile flowers and CBD with some chamomile oil to have a nice nighttime tea. Oh, and I love a, that. It's a wonderful blend. CBD, honey, chamomile flowers, and chamomile essential oil. Just one little drop of that essential oil just exemplifies the healing effects. And, and again, why? It's because of concentration. Mm. I've heard a variety of different sources, but I've heard one source tell us one drop of peppermint oil equals 23 bags of peppermint tea, the same medicinal effect. One drop of cinnamon bark has the same blood glucose balancing effect as a tablespoon of cinnamon bark powder. So when you're looking at it, again, we're looking at concentrated plant-based compounds in that oil. One drop is more potent than five or 10 supplements. Like just think in that sense. And so a safe way of ingesting oils is by adding a little bit to coconut milk, have some honey, have some tea. Wonderful way. Again, how we implement this. So this evening detox bath is a wonderful ritual to help calm, help you collect your thoughts, help you decompress. We walk people through a number of things like forgiveness therapy. We walk people through emotional detoxification. We walk people through a number of sacred healing rituals that we find that using essential oils can help. Like, why do you think our ancestors used to do their sacred rituals with incense? Right, whether you're reading the Bhagavad Gita, whether you're reading the the Tanakh, the ancient scriptures of the Hebrews, whatever it is, you see time and time again men and women doing sacred rituals with incense in the air. There's a reason for that. The psychogenic aspects of how our mind controls our behavior, putting us in a meditative atmosphere, meditative attitude. Um, now, are you from India? Yes. Now do, you now, do you use, what is it, dupe? Is that how you pronounce it? Frankincense, yes. burning frankincense? Dupe. How do you, dupe, right? Dupe, dupe, dupe. 
okay, explain that to me. You get frankincense resin and you're burning it, right? Yes. Why? Uh, I mean, I think even in, have you heard about Diwali, this festival of lights? Mm -hmm. um, and usually in tradition, today it's different, people burn yeah. candles, but in tradition, you actually surround your house with little uh, mud pots with, filled with sesame oil um, and herbs, and then you light lamps and the aroma of that surrounds the whole house. And it's actually, it was done as a way to, it had so many beliefs. Of course, there was a belief that it um, improved the energy around the yes. house. But more yes. than that, I truly believe it was linked to the sense of smell because it just made people on that day the entire family seemed calmer, more in communion with each other, more harmonious. There were never arguments on those days. And what is that? And I've heard stories of people doing that practice to cleanse homes of evil spirits. So there are spiritual practices with it, purification. What you're talking about, again, this is frankincense. And we see frankincense in all cultures in the Middle East and in the Far East is that it helps people. There's a reason for it. There, it. Frankincense is rich in sesquiterpenes. Frankincense is known to help you get into a meditative state. Frankincense will help put your mind at calm. And so our ancestors enjoyed it for spiritual purposes. They did it for frequency energy reasons, not knowing that there was actually a physical impact on their brain. And so what you're talking about is aromatherapy at its core. And mm. it is the essential oil in the herb. That's what smells. It's not the fiber. It's not the, you know, what's in the leaf that makes it smell. What's in the resin from frankincense that gives off the aroma. That's the essential oil. And so when you start to think of it, oh, you're saying I could take now rocks, literally the resin of frankincense, steam distill it to get a bottle of the actual concentrated aroma. Yes, you could do that. You don't need to burn it. You could diffuse it or you could apply it on a cotton ball. You could make a hand lotion of it or a body salve, whatever it might be. Clean your cupboards with it. No more toxic chemicals, no more bleach, no more cancer causing agents. When you start to think about one of the beautiful things that our ancestors also so brilliantly knew, they considered essential oils and aromatherapy and incense to cleanse the home of a variety of things, a purification. Well, they're literally antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. These are the defense mechanisms that I believe God gave the plant to ward off vectors, fight disease, and heal. So we're taking the healing power of nature and we're bringing it into the home and it's wonderful. So yes, you could still enjoy your incense or you could just have a drop of essential oil. But when you take this concept and compound it and add it to other areas of your life, and now you start creating your sacred rituals and your sleep habits, and now you start to enjoy better yet, let's maybe talk about how we wake up in the morning because quite frankly, how you sleep at night is greatly determined by how you wake up in the morning. Do you need a pot of coffee just to get out of bed? Are you waking up rest and refreshed? Are you waking up just revived and ready to take on the day? I mean, what are you doing throughout the day puts you at a wonderful or a more dangerous risk of getting a good night or a bad night's sleep?
And it's this lifestyle. It's this wonderful lifestyle that starts when we open up our eyes and it ends when we close our eyes and put our head on our pillow. And hopefully you find this wonderful routine where you are enjoying throughout the day and you are having healthy snacks and eating good foods that don't weigh you down and you're not over caffeinated. And there's a million things that we could do. That's why I love the work that you do and the people that you feature on this podcast, because ultimately here's the important thing. If we don't get proper sleep, we're never going to truly recover and we can't get well. Your body needs to heal. Your body needs to rest. Your body needs to be in that parasympathetic rest and digest state. That's where metabolic function gets balanced. That's where you find your ideal weight. That's how you balance wayward emotions and your mood gets elevated. That's how you enjoy a loving love life and you find self-worth. There's nothing like fatigue that could rob someone of the abundant life. And chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, they go hand in hand. And I'll end this little segment with this. It should have surprised me, but it didn't because I've done a little research in the past about it. But as I was researching for the chronic fatigue fibromyalgia chapter in my book, I stumbled upon a profound study that mentioned forgiveness therapy and mm. how chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia are directly related to unforgiveness and feelings of being wronged, bitterness, anger in your heart. And so what they did was these researchers walked these groups of people, both with fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, and both with fibromyalgia. And they walked them through some very practical, simple forgiveness therapy techniques. And it's like their pain vanished. The pain went away. You can't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and expect to live a pain-free life that has good sleep and be energetic. It, it's, you have to release, you have to release that negative, that toxic emotion having unforgiveness in your heart for someone is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to get hurt. Now I'm not saying you excuse them, make allowance for, I'm not saying you have to spend a holiday with them or even talk to them again, but you have to let go of the bitterness. You have to let go of the pain. It's only hurting you. And this might be the one thing that you need to sleep better at night, to get through the day where you don't need to be on an opioid. And in the context of aromatherapy, what I have found is that people need sometimes a kickstart. They need a boost. They need a little help to get moving. That's where I love the tree oils, the pine, the cypress, sandalwood, frankincense, smurris. Why I love the citrus oils, the orange lime, lemon, grapefruit, neroli, pettit grain. These oils that have been proven to help you feel better emotionally and mentally. By diffusing these oils, you can be less burdened, less overwhelmed. It'll put you at a better situation to do the work you need to do to forgive because it's really hard to do the work to forgive when you're feeling depressed and down and you're dealing with self-hatred. So maybe when you're in your sacred detox bath, you're in the middle of your bath, you're just relaxing and you find yourself able to finally take that breath and breathe. Maybe that's where you do your work. Maybe that's where you forgive. Maybe that's where you start letting go. You have to be at a place of healing to heal. That's what I love essential oils for is they help facilitate that healing state. I love it. So it's, you're talking about just creating that conducive atmosphere where, you know, there's an old saying in yoga that 
you never take decisions. In yoga, there's this belief of sattvic, rajasic, tamasic. I don't know if you've heard about that, but sattvic is a peaceful state. Rajasic yes. is a restless state. And tamasic is a lazy or lethargic state. So they said that only when you're in that balanced state, you take important decisions you think about what you want to do and you're talking about that that you're just creating that right atmosphere and I love the link between forgiveness and chronic fatigue because frankly I can think of so many clients right now who that might actually be the last piece that they're holding on to so much resentment and that hurt can really be detrimental. But before I let you go, I do want to ask you, you mentioned cinnamon oil in terms of how powerful it is for blood sugar regulation. Uh, And I know that a lot of people wake up in the middle of the night, 2 to 4 a.m. because they're having severe blood sugar issues. And of course, diet is key. But how would someone actually go about using cinnamon oil for regulating blood sugar? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You need to ingest it. And let me go pull it up, actually. I want to go pull up in my... I want to go pull up in my book because there's actually a recipe. And one thing that's very profound, and I think this is important to state, is researchers are very intentional about what they do. Researchers have theories, and that's what researchers do. They test theories based off of what they know of the science and what they know of how chemicals and plants and pharmaceuticals work. And so what we find in the aromatherapy research industry is that these researchers take specific synergy blends. Now, one oil does wonderful by itself, but having two oils together, they compound the effect. It's called a synergy blend. And so what I find, and my job essentially as a public health researcher is to report what the researchers out there, the clinical researchers are doing. And I'm like, look, this is what they're doing. You might want to consider this, right? So that's really what my books are about. And so when it comes to blood sugar, it's profound that there is one synergy blend study from Georgetown University, and they tested three different blends, all three blends. And they use pumpkin seed oil as a carrier oil. And this is an edible blend. You have to put this in a gel capsule. You can't just put these in Uh. your mouth. You can't just put them in water. You need to treat this like a, like, like a pill. You put this in the gel capsule and what they found, they did, they had three blends, all of which had cinnamon, but one blend out of all of them did profoundly better than the others. And the, it was a mixture of oregano, cinnamon bark, fenugreek, cumin, and myrtle. Mm. And what you could do is again, there's a variety of different ratios and you could do one drop of each, but you could literally do one drop of each oregano, cinnamon bark, fenugreek, cumin, and myrtle, put that in a gel capsule. And you will find that within minutes, you could take your, your blood glucose. If you're a diabetic, many of monitoring their blood glucose throughout the day, you'll find within five to 20 minutes, because that's really the average within five to 20 minutes, you'll find that your body will respond to it or it won't. Like this is the nice thing about essential oils, the half-life of essential oils. They're so 
they're so completely metabolized so quickly that there's no residue in the body. They get used up within an hour and a half to two hours, typically speaking, they get metabolized that quickly. So if you're trying this, I would say try morning, noon, and night with some food and see how your body responds. And the recommendation is use a remedy like this under, of course, the guidance of a healthcare professional, because one thing, and I can't stress this enough, is essential oils are pharmaceutical grade plant-based medicine. Mm -hmm. So there can be and are known drug interactions with pharmaceuticals. And my book has the most exhaustive drug interaction chart in the world that's available to the layperson. I took what aromatherapists have in their books. I hired an independent researcher to spend weeks doing all the research on the different enzymatic and metabolic pathways. And we have the most exhaustive drug interaction chart on the planet to help people. I take this drug. I need to be careful about these essential oils. So be careful because if you are on pharmaceuticals, you might not be able to take this remedy get with your pharmacist just to make sure, because I want you to be careful. Um, you just don't know. And everyone is on a different regimen of pharmaceuticals. You just don't know. But the reality is if someone is interested in trying this type of solution, or if you don't have the blend, just put two or three drops of cinnamon. You know what I like? I love matcha green tea. It's one of my favorite drinks. And what I do I'll make my morning matcha latte. I'll put a drop of cinnamon bark, a drop of peppermint with some coconut oil, liquid stevia with my matcha latte. And I buzz that up in a Vitamix. That's my morning latte. Oh, That's I love that. And it does wonderful for natural energy because of peppermint. Matcha is rich in catechins and antioxidants. I mean, we're talking cancer-fighting plant-based medicine at its best with matcha, sacred ceremonial tea, cinnamon helps balance blood glucose. Again, this is how I do it. Again, I'm not diabetic, thank God. I don't need to, but I want to. I love the flavor. I love the taste. You could even put a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg and, and clove um, spice in it as well. I love it. That's what I do. That That's my morning, that's my morning uh, favorite. And I'm so glad you mentioned that your book has this resource for people because you know a lot of um, people are not quite qualified and you pointed out that it's powerful plant-based medicine because they see a lot of, um, they see the essential oil advocates and they're actually selling different brands of essential oil, but they're not quite qualified to know about clinical aspects of somebody. So I'm so glad you mentioned that and I'm definitely going to make sure you're book is linked so people can go and get that resource because I think that is truly what is required in the world of aromatherapy usage. Um, but Dr. Z, it was great to have you. Before I come to the end of the show, is there any final words that you'd like to share with us in terms of what we need to be thinking about for aromatherapy? I want you to enjoy the process. And I've, my wife and I have gone to great lengths to make this as fun and easy as possible. My encouragement always is to focus on the low hanging fruit. What's your biggest pain point? What's the thing that's nagging you? Is it libido? Is it pain? Is it mood? Is it, is it sleep? Get a quick win. I do believe there's nothing on the planet that has such a 
wonderful healing effect without side effects, which is so important. Then like essential oils, they do great for symptoms. So start, start with some of the symptoms that really bother you. Start to feel better again, journal your experience, do the things that you need to do to make your body in a position where it can heal. And it's a lifestyle. Be patient, follow along my book, take some recipes, practice and enjoy the process. The one thing I get oftentimes from people I hear, whether it's in the supplement world, whether it's the nutrition world or aromatherapy, is people get overwhelmed. That's not the point of this. The point of this lifestyle is to go on a journey. And it's really about the journey. It's not about the end destination. I want to encourage you, you will be healed. You will be whole. You will be sleeping well soon. Maybe just enjoy some of the steps along the way and really embrace the process. So God bless. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. And we have a mantra on our show. So I'd like you to complete our mantra for us, which is if sleep is the new medicine, then how would you complete it for us? Oh, that's a good question. If sleep is the new medicine, then I have everything that I need to enjoy every night. Thanks, Dr. Z. So where would you like people to direct, um, uh, to reach you if they like to get your book or even know a lot more about what you do, your articles and your recipes? Yes, again, thank you so much for having me. My book, The Essential Oils Apothecary, is available everywhere books are sold. And you could go to naturallivingfamily.com. That's my website with lots of recipes and articles and reports to help you along the way, naturallivingfamily.com. It was such a pleasure having you today. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com or www.sleepwhisperer.pro. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions. Thank you.